All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about all things personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Today, your hosts are Magical Matt and Mystical Michael and myself, (laughs) Gallic. And collectively, we have over 40 years of experience in the personal development world. And if this is your first time listening, then we want to thank you and we want to welcome you welcome you jeez um we each have been in coaching practice uh for what is my brain doing okay i'm starting this again we are not starting the recording again i'm just going with it okay Okay. we each have our own coaching practice but in this podcast we are giving it all away to you all the good stuff today we're going to be talking about tips for motivation and callan is going to get his head on straight for the rest of today's episode we're going to be unpacking Questions like, what helps you get motivated? Um, What are your biggest motivation distractors and how do you avoid them? And what keeps you on track when your goals, uh, with your goals and your deadlines? I think this is a super important episode, especially for what's going on right now in the world, especially for when we're going through those languishing moments of like, ah, I just have zero motivation. Sometimes it's great to just sit in that. Other times you just need a little pick me up. Um, We'll continue these discussions on the last Thursday of every month inside the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout, where you'll have your chance to share your experience. So if you're not in the free Gay Men's Brotherhood group, you can check the link for that in the show notes. Be sure to join and then you can find out when we do those free Zooms. This podcast and YouTube channel is listener and viewer supported. So if you really enjoy what we're doing and what we're creating, please consider supporting us through our Patreon, which you can also check out in the show notes. We very much appreciate that. It helps us to continue making content for you and supporting this community. And we thank you in advance for that. Uh, also, the Game and Going Deeper membership doors are open. So if you don't know, we do have a coaching membership called the Game and Going Deeper membership. Um, if you've been waiting to join in on more Zooms and going deeper with your personal development work, please come and join us in the membership. We have a lot of great programming coming out this year. So head on over to gaymengoingdeeper.com and register today. So hopefully we'll see you in there. And I know that uh, we got lots of good stuff coming your way. Now, let's jump into today's episode. But first, I want to read a review from a listener. So this comes from Donnie Buns <laughs> in the US. Thanks, Donnie Bun. He says, thanks, guys. It gives us five stars. And he goes, I'm 39. I'm on episode three. And it has already helped me deeply. Thank you so much. Well, we are so grateful that it is helping you, Donnie Buns. Thanks for listening. We love having our listeners. So let's get into today's episode. And let's hope that Callan's brain can turn on. Today, we're going to be talking about tips for motivation, which clearly I needed because today I did not want to get out of bed. As you can tell, my brain is not functioning, it's not working, but we're going with it anyways. Um, So tips for motivation, what helps you get motivated? My goodness. Well, today it was you guys. because I was like, I need to record a podcast today. Um, So things that help keep me motivated. I'll start there. Motivation is one of those things that it's just like, do you push through and do you force yourself or do you want to go with ease? And I'm constantly in this in-between state of like, no, I want to go with the flow. I want to feel it. I want to like, you know, and then this other part of me that's like, no, you need to like knuckle down and like get things done sometimes. So it's like, it's this like balancing marriage act between the two states that I'm constantly in. And so when I'm finding myself 
kind of at a lower state and especially like recently like I've I'm admitting I've recently been in a lower state a lot more recently just because in Toronto we went back into another like pseudo lockdown like it's lockdown with I don't know anyways so it's like finding the strength to like still get up and still do things and still show up for yourself and still show up for everybody else can be very difficult at times pardon me so one of the best ways that I like to help myself kind of get out of that is music huge motivator um I have like my google programmed to like turn on with music in the morning so that it like has a feel good song that comes on so that I'm like oh hey yeah like this is actually like waking me up and putting me in a good mood sometimes it doesn't but for the most part it like puts me in a good mood it sets the tone for the rest of the day another thing that really helps me with motivation is like I said you two like you guys get me motivated because I have to show up for you so having that responsibility to show up makes me show up so that gives me motivation to do it so I have uh, written down buddy system because a buddy system can be so important if you're trying to show up for yourself man it can get so hard it goes back to the lone wolf and all the other things that we've talked about but when you have other people in your kind of like accountability group that you're like hey we're going to show up for each other then you have a reason to show up not just for yourself but for somebody else and it's kind of crazy, but we're more willing as human beings, it's wild, to show up for other people more than we are to show up for ourselves. It's wild, but honestly, I will show up way more for other people than I will actually show up for myself. And I know that that probably has like some self-work and stuff I need to do around that, but it's true. If you're having a difficult time motivating yourself, find an accountability buddy, get somebody in your corner who you can tell, be like, hey, this is what I'm doing or have them if they want to do the same thing you can do it together that you're going to show up together you text each other you you know have meetings once a week or every other week and you like track your progress together because a it's going to make it more fun and b you're going to have somebody who's going through it with you and that goes to another part of like accountability is community when you have community to go through something with it goes, okay, I'm not alone in this. Whereas if you're trying to just force yourself to do it alone, it's like, oh, I'm struggling. This is so hard. Why do I have to do it alone? And it's because you're not allowing yourself to kind of accept an accountability buddy or community to help support you through that. Um, and then two other points that I have for this one is setting goals and taking a course or an online program. Because I know that that really works for me is if I have a specific goal and a specific thing I need to show up for, if I have a course... I will show up for that course. Like I will do it and I'll mark it on my calendar each, each day, each week, whatever it is. And I'll show up and I'll do it at that time that I said, I will, I'll talk more about that later about how, you know, I keep on track with things, but having that really helps me kind of get into the rhythm of things and build that habit. And then once you've built that habit, it's a lot easier to continue on with that habit. So that's my, that's my two cents for the first question of what helps you get motivated, but I'm very curious I'm going to go with Michael. How do you uh, help motivate yourself? Ooh. All right. Yeah, I think I think using this actual podcast is a great example because I've said many times, it's not a surprise. I usually get very tense or nervous before podcast recording or any kind of recording. So I think I, I like that example. I'll try to weave it through today. Um, okay, so what helps get me motivated? I think for this, for this question, I like to talk about uh, the concept of fuel. And as my analogy, you guys know, I love analogies. Get ready for another one. 
So in order for like a car to get from point A to point B, it requires fuel. So the fuel in this, in this case is, is motivation is, is the analogy. So you could use dirty fuel, right? So fuel that pollutes that, that it gets you there, but it pollutes the environment. Doesn't, it doesn't add much, or you could use clean fuel, which still gets you there, but it has a lot less uh, negative byproduct, shall we say. So when it comes to motivation, I like to use the concept of clean fuel and dirty fuel for most of my life. And for most people out there, I think uh, we use dirty fuel, which is uh, like shame-based. We kind of talked this a little bit on our last episode, a uh, personal transformation episode. Um, kind of like, it sounds more like I have to do this. It's very constricting. It doesn't feel very good all the time. And it really is fueled from a place of needing to prove oneself or, or needing to um, do it because you're, you're trying to prove your worth somehow. Maybe not, it might not seem that way at the surface level, but that's really what the underlying fuel is. That worked for me, but I felt terrible. <laughs> like it just did not, did not feel good in my life. So once I got to my destination, once I achieved my goal, I still was not feeling good. I was exhausted. I was still carrying all that shame. So, you know, what's the point? Whereas what I've been learning and what I've been moving more towards and keep in mind, again, this is not a, you know, you can't just flip the switch and go from dirty fuel to clean fuel. It takes time, but noticing when I'm in the space of wanting to be motivated from a place of, I want to, like, I want to do this, not, I have to do this. I need to do this. It's, it's from a place of genuine desire. Um, for me in my body, it feels more expansive, whereas the other one felt very restricting and like pressure. Um, the clean fuel feels like I really want to do this. Like I'm excited. I, I want to see what happens. I want to know what will come of this. And ultimately it's comes from a place of not shame. So it can be any other emotion, but it's not, it's not a shameful one. It's something that feels a bit better. So that I think has been one of my biggest lessons about motivation in general, but I'll give you, I'll give you some of the things that, that work for me and keep in mind that everyone has their own versions of clean fuel and dirty fuel. Like, like we all are motivated by very, very different things and that's okay. I think it's important to know what motivates us and then um, asking yourself, okay, is this something that feels good as it motivates me? So for me, to answer your question, um, I have a bit of a process that I use. I, I need to be in a good head and heart space. Uh, so what that means is usually for me, my issue is I, I lack either energy or inspiration. So you know, when we record this podcast, it's usually the energy that I'm lacking. So what do I do? Similar to what Callan said, before every episode, I have a shower, whatever reason that just wakes me up. Um, I listen to music. So I put on some music and I kind of dance around and move around my bedroom right over here. <laughs> and that really helps with just moving my body, getting into that energy, putting on some favorite favorite songs that helps give me the energy. If what I'm looking for is inspiration, then I will listen to a podcast or a YouTube channel or one of my teachers or someone that just really inspires me um, to, to be motivated, whether it's, you know, depending on what I need at the time. Uh, Abraham Hicks is one that I use a lot because she just really helps get me there. Uh, it really depends on what I'm going for. I'll just go on YouTube sometimes or scrolling through my social media. That helps too. So that's the first thing is getting into the right head and heart space. Uh, then I need to just quickly, and this is a very quick one, remind myself of my why. We talked about this also last time. Just a quick check-in as to why am I investing my time and energy into doing whatever it is I have to do. So if it's this podcast, 
why am I doing this podcast? And I just remind myself, oh, okay, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that I want to help. There's a lot of people out there uh, that need to hear whatever it is we're sharing on this podcast, uh, doing it for, for same for, for you guys, right? You guys are my accountability buddies in this. And then that usually just brings me back, gets me out of my mind drama about why I don't want to do it and brings me back into, oh, right, yeah, this is why I am doing it. And I would say another tip uh, in general uh, for, for creating that motivation or helping me get motivated is making sure my environment is tip top and conducive to working. So, you know, Callan, I know you recently did a, a shift in your setup uh, and it's the same kind of thing, like making sure that my desk where I am now, I've got lots of inspirational sticky notes uh, behind the camera. I've got my little vision board right up here. Uh, I've got my diffuser, it's just, I'm looking outside, I've got sunlight. So whatever that I need to do for my environment really helps me feel like, okay, this is a space that I want to be in, right? And then that helps me get motivated. And then finally, uh, a reward for myself. So it's really important for me that I give myself some kind of high five kudos after I do something. You know what? I don't actually do it with this podcast, but this worked for me a lot with going to the gym. I used to resist going to the gym so hard. <laughs> I hated it. And now I've completely turned around and I, I love it. And actually I miss it when I can't go. But how I did that partially, one of the things that helped was giving myself a reward after the fact. So for me, that was having, um, I mean, the good thing is when I go to the gym, I have to walk there or bike there. So even just the walk or bike there for me was a reward. Uh, also having music, like I would use that time to listen to my favorite music, to listen to my favorite podcast, uh, giving myself something good about being there, even though that's really the last place I wanted to be at the time. Then eventually I kind of started looking forward to it. So yeah, those are some of the big ones. Reminding yourself of your why making sure your environment is conducive to, to work and is motivating and fueling you and then giving yourself a reward. That is how I keep myself motivated. Keep in mind, guys, as I'm saying this, this is a practice like anything we share here. It is not always the case. Trust me, I use that dirty fuel a lot sometimes. And the goal is to sort of shift my, my dependency from it onto something better. So that's me, and I want to hear about what Matt has to share on this one. Okay, um, geez, you guys have some really, really good ones. Um, I, I would say my relationship with motivation has been, I've never really struggled with it. Mo pretty much my whole life, I've been very, very motivated and very disciplined. Um, but the fuel to use Michael's analogy has been very dirty <laughs> and the fuel for me, it's shame based. I think that's the root. That's the unconscious. Uh, the conscious is pressure, just like putting myself in a pressure cooker, um, forcing myself to do things that maybe I wasn't in alignment to um, very, very motivated by perfectionism. Um, how other people will perceive me um, was probably my biggest motivator most of my life. Um, wanting to make sure that people saw me as worthy because internally I didn't feel worthy, um, which pretty much is shame, right? That's shame right there. Um, so my, my relationship to motivation actually just in the last year has completely shifted because I have been feeling unmotivated <laughs> because I'm no longer using those old strategies. Um, and I stopped shaming myself. I stopped using perfectionism. I stopped using pressure and 
I found myself just being like, fuck it. <laughs> like, who cares? Why am I doing all this stuff anyway? Right? Like, so I can prove to people that I'm worthy or whatever. So it's like, as I started to do this deep inner work, you know, and we talked about that, like the inside out job, um, I started to focus, like just flip the switch to working from the inside out. And now I've integrated naps into my day, um, which I've never done my whole life, never napped except for probably when I was a baby. Um, because I would lay there and I would, I would just be thinking about all the things I should be doing that I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> right. So again, I'm just shaming myself like, Oh, you better get up. You, you know, you put more pressure on yourself. So, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of in this like little bit of a, of, of a, I call it like a space in between, right. The space between where I'm like learning healthy ways to motivate myself again. Um, and, and steer away from the, the old things. And I think, uh, just the word allowance for me is just such a big thing because it's like whenever I experience pressure, um, now my experience of pressure is, is misalignment. And whenever something's in misalignment, I just won't do it. Like I I'm very much, um, in this almost kind of like a cutthroat energy right now of like anything that doesn't feel in alignment to me, I just can't, like my body is just like screaming at me, like, don't do it. So I'm finding now like what does motivate me would be what like one of them would probably be looking back and seeing how far I've come like just how much I've truly accomplished in my life and um that I can just breathe for a bit like I can just breathe you know I've done I've done a lot of beautiful wonderful things in my life and I think now it's like it's okay to just let myself breathe and um and the more breath I take, the more oxygenated I am. And the more oxygenated I am, the more like motivated I am. And I think um, I love, Michael, how you talk about like energy and, and inspiration. And I think for me, like my inspiration was like suffocated because it was coming from pressure. I've never struggled with energy. I've always had really good energy, but um, but inspiration has been such an, like an ebb and flow. It's just been so up and down, up and down, up and down. And I think I'm finally kind of riding a nice wave of like, just allowing myself to be inspired by the things that um, are more like rooted in humility and not like having to like compete with people or, um, or measure myself up, right. Using comparison, like, Oh, I have to do this because this person's doing this. So I have to make sure I keep up with the Joneses, you know? And I think, um, and I think this comes like, I, I talk about this a lot in my coaching and, and even in these podcasts, like about my feminine energy and like the yin part of me, like I'm allowing that to kind of really fully come online now. And I think that for me has just been a game changer because my masculine is very competitive and loves to compare and loves to make sure that I'm like staying ahead of everybody. And, um, my feminine is the opposite of that. It's like the collaborator, you know, like the, the, we, you know, um, the co-creative part of me. And I think for me, that's been a big part of it because like, like you said, Callan, like I have this um, desire to want to be accountable and to work with people. And, um, and I think that's a, that's a motivator for me too, with the asterisks being alignment, right? Like I want to make sure that what I'm doing has, has a good amount of alignment because then I feel like I can stay motivated. Um, so accountability, um and making it fun 
I think like playfulness has never been a, a, a big part of my life. Like I'm, I'm very, I can be very serious and I can be very like, okay, let's just like get to the point. Um, but I do have a very, very playful, silly, goofy side to me too. And I don't really let him out very often. And I think, um, I think for me, like when there's fun involved and it, it is playful, I think I'm more likely to want to engage and, uh, and the more I want to engage, the more motivated I am. But I do think too, like if I, if I look at my life and the way that it's all played out, like I've been very motivated by ego. And I think that's what's happening now is my ego is like becoming more flexible and like less rigid. And I think I'm like learning how to be more motivated by my soul's purpose. And, and there's nothing wrong with either. I want to just really highlight that because my, my ego is like, my ego wants, um, you know, like significance, money, um, power, control, like these sorts of things. And there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're conscious of, of it, right? When it's wreaking havoc in your life and you're not conscious of it, I think it's unhealthy, but there's nothing wrong with being motivated by the ego. But I think right now where I'm at in my life, I'm being called more towards soul motivation, which is um, I have a strong desire to be of service right now, like um, just creating infrastructure that can help people um, move away from suffering and, and closer towards um, like, um, I guess maybe the word, the all encompassing word would be like authenticity, like more, just more towards like, um, what makes them feel good. Because I think that is my biggest motivator in the work that I do. Um, and I actually discovered that just recently, like I always kind of knew, but I, I think I had lost sight of it. And my, my, my best friend asked me, she's like, why do you even do what you do? Like, what, why do you do it? And I thought about it and I'm like, I actually don't really know right now. Like I'm feeling kind of like stuck. And then she's like, well, you know, why? Like she started to kind of probe me. She's also a psychologist. And um, so then I thought about, I'm like the first book that I wrote is um, all about teaching people how to move away from suffering that the mind causes them. And then I'm like, I was so lit up when I wrote that book and I was so excited. And it, that's my, that's my why. My why is because I want to help people learn how to not suffer because I've, I've suffered a lot in my life. And I think that, um, it fucking sucks. Right. And I, I have a lot of empathy. So when I see someone in suffering, it really, really, it hurts. It hurts me to see other people suffering. So I have a strong desire to be of service so I can help people become more functional and happy and peaceful. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big thing for me right now is learning how to use my, my, my service, as a way to motivate me so yeah. wow lots of good stuff up in today's episode mm -hmm. we're getting deep today yeah. <laughs> i love it those are both really good uh really good answers there everybody has mm. like their own things and you know i get what you're saying matt too with like the ebb and flows of things how it's like sometimes you're feeling super motivated sometimes you're not and like but recognizing where it's coming from i think is the biggest part there right it's like yeah. well why are you not feeling motivated is it because you just you genuinely need a break and you need to breathe and you need to take that nap mm -hmm. or is it because you're trying to motivate yourself from a place that that's not genuine motivation that's like you know shame like you were talking about michael so good yeah. stuff guys good stuff mm -hmm. wow next question we have is what are your biggest motivational distractors and how do you avoid them <laughs> oh boy I got all of them so many this is so many I could say all the things but um 
the my big three for myself that I wrote down are my phone, TV, and focusing on everyone else instead of staying in my own lane. So I'll dive deeper into these, but I know for me, especially with the times that we've been going through recently, like it's been really difficult to stay motivated. Like so fucking difficult to stay motivated. Um, and it sucks, man, because I, I found myself torn in these spots where it's just like, I love what we're doing. I love what I'm doing. I love, you know, being of service and helping people. But then I'm struggling with motivation. So then I'm looking at these people that I'm, we're trying to help. And I'm like, well, of course you're also struggling because everybody's like, everybody has their moments, especially now, like shit's heavy right now. Um, and I think the hardest part for me is that I love doing that when that's the box I'm doing. But right now that's the only box we're really doing. And so it's like an overwhelmingness of it that it's just like, gosh, there's so much of it that I don't have those, like, I can't go to dodgeball and just detach and just have fun and play. Like you were talking about, Matt, like, it's so important to detach and play and not think about work and not think about all that other stuff. And then go out for dinner with friends or go out for drinks and do other things and like, fill my day with a well-roundedness that it doesn't feel like work or doing this one specific thing is like the overbearing heaviness, because that the work we do is amazing and it's great. And so many people benefit from it. But if that's the only thing I'm focusing on, it starts to become so heavy because I'm not filling that well-roundedness circle out. And it's been really hard over the pandemic to try and find ways to do that because we've literally not been allowed. Like we're not allowed to go and do all those fun things. Um, even like daily walks, like they've been great, but like they can only take you so far. So the way I've been kind of trying to detach myself and pull myself out and give myself something else to look at or something else to think about has been like the phone and TV and like neither one of those are super healthy. Like I found myself scrolling an insane amount, way more than I ever have in my life. Like I'm just like Instagram, Facebook, and it's almost started to create an anxiety in me because I'm not getting those dopamine hits of something new happening. And I'm waiting for something new to happen constantly because nothing new is happening. And just like, just for, just something happen. <laughs> like just can aliens like come to the planet or can just something happen that takes us out of our lives and goes, holy fuck, like just something different. Um, and so I've been using social media as that kind of tool, that crutch to like lean on to like, just give me something else to focus on because focusing on just work is so not healthy. Um, and so I've been using a lot of phone for distraction. I've been using a lot of TV. My roommate and I literally <laughs> the other day were like, what do you want to watch? It's like, we've watched everything. Like we have all the streaming networks and we've watched absolutely everything we could possibly watch. We're now onto those shows where we're like, well, I guess we could watch this show. Like, sure, why not? Um, oh gosh. And then focusing on everybody else but myself instead of staying in my own lane, I've been finding myself slipping back into those old patterns of comparison of looking at other people because I'm scrolling so much. I'm looking at other people and going, oh, well, they're over here doing this and they're over there doing that. And they're over there having this. And this person's over there enjoying this and this, that, and the other, and all these other things. And I'm just like, none of this is helping. None of this is like distracting me in a good way. And 
I can't say that I found something that has really, really helped other than going on my daily walks and like trying my best to be around friends and reaching out. I think those have been the two biggest saving graces is having like friends either reach out to me and talk to me and be like, hey, let's just have a phone conversation, even though we're all fatigued AF about it. It still gives me a better quote unquote distraction than just being on my phone or just going on TV. Um, and going on my walk and listening to a podcast or something like that, it's just, it takes me out of the world that we're in right now and what's going on. It takes me out of like the constant running of the brain of thinking and just kind of allows me to be. And I'm just so looking forward to when I can do all those other things that help round out our lives in order to like, just go out and be and do and play and have fun because those are such important parts of our lives um, that you really need to embrace that part. I think Brene Brown, what was, she, I can't remember what book it was in, um, but she was doing her research as she does. And she found that like play was one of the biggest factors of living wholeheartedly. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like if you don't incorporate it into your life, you're going to get stressed out. You're going to get run down. Like you have to have that in implemented in. So those are my biggest distractors and how I avoid them. Like right now it's getting hard. Not going to lie, everybody out there, if you're struggling and you're listening to this, you are not alone. <laughs> I am definitely going through it too, but just kind of, you know, making sure I'm doing the things I know that are good for me. Like my roommate says, he's like, I know I have to go for my walk. I don't care if it's minus 20 outside. I have to go for my daily walk. Otherwise I will go crazy. And it's just like you, sometimes you just have to do it because you know, you're going to feel so much better later than if you don't do it. So I don't have a perfect answer to this one, but just try and do things that aren't scrolling on social media and just watching TV, reach out to friends, have friends reach out to you, try and incorporate some sort of play into your life. Um, and that's that's it for me for now, but I'm curious as to, to you guys. So what about you, Michael? Yeah, awesome. I think a lot of people are gonna resonate with the scrolling over scrolling over Netflixing over whatever is on your phone, right? These things are devised for that purpose, right? I have to remember that. Um, I was laughing, Callan, when you're talking about your roommate because he sounds a lot like me. I today was minus 18 when I woke up this morning and I was like, bitch, nope, we're gonna do this. I promised myself for the remainder of the lockdown. So we're in lockdown here. Um, everything's closed. So I was like, hey, at least I need to get outside. Like I need to get outside and breathe in air and it's January. So I'm just going to do it. Um, but I will say that, that it does help. Right. And, and even as you develop that habit. So for me, it's been uh, just over a week that I've been doing it. And it's always, uh, well, not always in the morning on the weekdays, it's in the morning um, that helps. And so I think committing to that can help. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to say getting outside for me always and just moving my body. It's just breathing air, moving my body instead of being in the same environment all the time. Um, but yeah, so to answer the, the question for me, my biggest distract, my motivation distraction is procrastination. And unlike what you were saying about having not enough play, I think my issues kind of the opposite where I spend too much time in the play and I have to like focus like focus my attention back into the things that like my goals uh, or the things I want to do so sometimes I get 
too far into like, you know, saying, you know, yes to friends who invite me out and saying yes to all these things and, and wanting to go for bike rides in the summer, wanting to be outside, I want to go to the beach, I want to go to the park and like, yes, 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 yes. I, I overdo it on the play sometimes. So for me, the procrastination looks a lot like that, like engaging too much in these other things. Um, but I will say the number one is definitely, you know, being on my phone. Uh, for me, my favorite app to spend time on is Instagram, used to be Grindr. Uh, now it's Instagram. Um, also, to some extent, if I get into a really good show, like on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, then I'll want to watch the whole thing. I can't just, and they do a really good job, the writers of this, right? They leave you with a cliffhanger, so you just got to watch the next one. Um, but I wouldn't say that motivation is the issue then, because clearly I'm being motivated to be distracted. I'm motivated to have fun. I'm motivated to have my instant gratification, whatever that may look like on the day. Um, so as I've dug into this with myself and with, with my own coach, the, the root of my procrastination, and I think a lot of people's procrastination is fear, fear of visibility, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of leaving the comfort zone, and even fear of success. Uh, those have been ones that have come up for me that, that keep me procrastinating. And again, it's not conscious, right? It's not very obvious. It's like, okay, I'm procrastinating because I'm afraid of rejection. It doesn't work that way. You have to really dig into, into your reasons why. But then people think, okay, well, once uh, the fear is gone, then I'll be motivated, then I'll take action. But it does not work that way. It's for me, the best, the best way through it is take the action. Then that in and of itself helps me get motivated because I'm taking action. Even if I doesn't land the way I want it to, it's still something. And it gets me out of that. It interrupts that pattern of procrastination for me. So those, I think procrastination is the biggest one. And I, I can find no shortage of ways, no shortage of ways to procrastinate. I will clean the house. I will cook a 10 course dinner. I will do anything for anyone else, but not the things I need to do for myself. I will find a way to put it off the things that I need to do. Uh, but I do want to make an honorable mention to the compare comparing myself and compare despair. It is very easy, uh, especially as a, as an entrepreneur to look at other people who are doing the same things. And then, you know, you look at them or I look at them and I say, Oh my gosh, they're so much better. I find all the reasons why they're better and I suck. And again, that comes from a, a shame response and nothing is as just unmotivating as that kind of language and that kind of self-talk my inner critic has a really good way of convincing me, no, Michael, just shut it down, you know, put on another episode of Drag Race and just call it a day. So yeah, I do want to make an honorable mention. I think that that comparing really does affect a lot of people out there. And so I know I'm not immune. I just wanted to say that. How about you, Maddie? Mine are the same as yours, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to take a different spin on it. Cause I, I agree with everything you said. And it's very true for me too, but I want to take a different spin just for the, so the, the audience can have a different take on it. I think, um, I'm, I'm going to highlight again. So procrastination is new to me. I've never really used it. I've always been motivated by pressure, right? Pressure uh, was, for me is the opposite of procrastination. And I think um, what I'm learning about procrastination is it's actually a very valuable tool. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's our subconscious um, playing out alignment and readiness. And I think, um, you know, the more I, I integrate my feminine, this more yin kind of slowed down energy, 
uh, I'm noticing that the universe has a plan and I have a plan <laughs> and the universe's plan is always going to win. <laughs> and this is what I'm learning. And this is the surrender process and learning to let go of control. And procrastination, I think, is used by the universe through our subconscious to kind of show us, okay, um, now is not the time to take action. Now is the time to chill, right? Just kind of rest for a bit and we'll let you know when it's time to take action. Um, whereas before procrastination was very rooted in shame. Like, why am I not doing this? You know, like shame on me. I need to be doing more. I need to be keeping up with everybody, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to hang out and I'm going to wait for a bit. And then the universe gives me that kind of like, okay, time to go. And then I, and then all of a sudden, guess what? I have inspired action. It kind of moves through my body. And I think this has been such a huge learning for me because um, I'm actually learning how to use procrastination. And I think for people who are procrastinators and they're genuinely like more um, lazier people, you're, I'm probably not the guy you're going to want to come to. Okay. <laughs> like, but if you're rooted in shame and you've struggled with, you know, these sorts of things, I'm the guy that you probably want to come and listen to about, you know, about how to view motivation, because I think those are two completely different experiences, right? Like I've never struggled with procrastination. I've struggled with shame. So I need to learn how to procrastinate. I need to learn how to allow the universe to come in and, and align me to that divine timing, right? That is going to really help me pursue my goals and, and stuff from a place of, of more flow, not force, right? Um, I think um, I like what you said too about fear, because I do think fear is, is a big motivator for a lot of people. I wouldn't say it's, it's very much for me right now, but I want to speak to it because I do think, I do see this a lot in my coaching. Um, I think, like you said, Michael, fear is this kind of subconscious thing that we use to, um, to forecast, right? Future. Oh, if I get up there and I do this, you know, I'm going to fuck up or I'm going to say this or I'm going to do that. And actually, maybe I will say the place that it would be relative for me would be public speaking. I do do this in public speaking where I'm like, fuck, what if I get up there and I forget everything I'm talking about and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think that that for a lot of people keeps them stuck um, in in not being motivated because they're focusing primarily on the what ifs from a negative um, standpoint. Right. And I think that was a big part of my journey moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset is I started to play with my what ifs from a, a positive standpoint or a, a place of possibility, right? As opposed to like, what if I go up there and fuck up, right? And so instead I'm like, well, what if I go up there and I like kill it and everybody loves what I had to say. Um, so I think for me, like um, being mindful of fear is key and it's like okay for me I don't want to repress the fear because then it just stores in my body and it manifests as anxiety or whatever I want to actually feel it I want to be with that and allow myself to be okay with that um and I think I'll, I'll close up by saying that you know staying out of the future for me is huge because the more I go into the future, I tend to have a type of mind that will automatically go to negative, right? It's like, okay, self-protect mode. And I think that's the trauma, like the trauma brain. It's like, go to like, what's the worst case scenario? And that keeps me stuck in feeling not motivated. So I feel like, you know, so I would say the best thing for me is if I'm going into the future, try and 
you know, play with possibility. But I think for me, even better is just stay out of future, just stay in the present moment and be embodied and allow the moment to arrive at the exact time that the motivation needs to hit. And then, um, and then go with it. And actually, I do have one last thing. So <clears throat> around productivity and taking action, I think um, I normally do what you said, Michael, like where it's like, I'll clean my house, I'll do this, I'll do that before I have to do the task that I have to do. But I think that is me using procrastination in a healthy way. I really do because I'm getting everything ready. Maybe I'm discharging a bit of any energy, anxious energy by doing these things like cleaning my house. And then I can settle my energy and come and do what I need to do. So I don't really shame myself for it. I just look at it as it's just alignment playing. It's playing out its course. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts. I love having these conversations with you guys. Cause I feel like sometimes we have such different answers and it's so great for the listeners to be like, mm -hmm. to see so many different sides of things because mm -hmm. like I'm the opposite of you Matt like I've always been the procrastinator and like the lazy one and like if like I'm the opposite like I, to figure out how to do something is like where I struggle whereas you're just like you know let's just get up and do the thing and do all the stuff and like like I've never been a morning person like to get me out of bed in the morning is like pulling teeth so <laughs> I love I love the different different sides of everything it's great mm -hmm. all right so here's the last thing we got on today is what keeps you on track with your goals and your deadlines? Because as much as we like to be in flow and as much as we've been talking about all the things we've talked about today, we are living in this reality of a 3D world where you have to show up if you want to have money to have a like to get, you know, have a job, to have the money, to do, you know, just have basic housing and stuff like that. Like, it's just reality of life, right? Um, so there are things that you need to do in order to keep track and keep on your goals. And there are ways that can help you with that and ways that will make it better. And I found for myself, once I get motivated, once I get focused on something, I will not let it go. And that's where my heaviness of like the pandemic has sat on me because like, if I have the time to do the things, then I'll do all the things on my list and I'll just keep going and I won't stop myself. So for me, the things that have helped me keep on track is, um, I've mentioned it before, but I have this program called Asana and it's just like asana.com. Um, and it's just like a daily planner. And I map out my days, my weeks, months, and I just take everything that needs to get done that's on like the to-do list and I map it out, whether it's that week, whether it's that month or whatever, and or things that I don't want to forget, like six months from now, I need to remember to do this and I'll just program it all into Asana. And then that way it gives me the permission to then allow myself to go into that play mode because I used to just work nonstop and just be like, I need to get it done. I need to get it done. And it was very anxiety ridden and very like, guilt and shame of like oh, I'm not doing it fast enough or like la 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 or I'm not going to get it done fast enough and what Asana helped me do was help me take it all out of my brain and put it somewhere else and gave the responsibility to something else that doesn't experience any emotions and so with that I don't program anything on the weekends I don't let myself unless it's like seeing friends, like I literally will put things on there, like see this friend or hang out with this person. Because like, if it's not on my list, if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. But if I put it on the calendar, I commit to myself. And I, of course, like ebb and flow, I let myself like certain things can slip and slide a little bit. But it's like, I always know what the most important thing on that list of that day is. And then what the least important thing is. 
And I always have to get the most important thing done because there's a reason it needs to get done. And then if it's like something frivolous, then, okay, maybe it can move to the next day or maybe it can move to next week. And that allows me to kind of live in a little bit more flow because once, you know, five o'clock hits, it's like, okay, I'm done for the day. I finished my list. I don't need to feel guilty about letting myself go play because now I can chill out because I've done all the things on my list today. I know there's nothing I need to get done for tomorrow or whatever, because I did them and I can see that I've done them. I have the proof. My brain has the proof I can detach and it goes the Mm -hmm. same for the weekend. So that has been, once I started implementing that, that was a huge game changer for me in regards to motivation because I can follow lists and I can follow to do's so easy. It's like that Mm -hmm. mentality of like almost, I'm almost doing it for somebody else. It's not like for me, I'm not thinking about myself or looking at myself. It's like, oh, I'm doing this for somebody else. I'm just following the list. And that's why I also like courses and stuff because like I just go to the course and I just follow step by step by step. And it's so easy. It's right there. I'm like, cool, I'll go on to the next step. I do the thing, I do the next step. And I like achieving those things. It's like little check marks. Um, And Asana lets you like click the button and it's like, check done. I'm like, yes. Um, so that has been huge for keeping me on track with things. And then another, the second part to this is accountability buddies. Like I talked about at the beginning, having accountability buddies or people that you're responsible to and for and around um, really helps me kind of prioritize certain things because there's sometimes there's certain things that I might want to play in um, but I know that it's like, okay, well, that's an enjoyable play aspect, but there's an accountability over here that I'm responsible to. And I've made that agreement with myself. I've made that agreement with the other people. So that's going to get a higher priority on my priority list. So that's going to get done this week and my play thing. Okay. Maybe that's going to have to wait until like Thursday or Friday or Saturday or till next week. And it gets programmed on the calendar, but it's just not a priority on the calendar. Um, so those have been probably my two biggest ways and best ways that I keep on track, but I'm really curious, um, as to how you guys manage to, uh, keep on track with your goals and deadlines. So what about you, Michael? Yeah, I'm not surprised that we share a lot of the same ones, Colin. Those are both really good ones that I use as well. Um, one of, one of my points was, was about support, support from others, accountability, like either through accountability, like I've talked about with this podcast and you guys, <clears throat> but even asking for help, right? So sometimes depending on what you, put, you need motivation for, trying to go at it alone has been something that I've done in the past with not as much success. And so asking for help, whether it's actual help in the task or emotional support, just as, as you're going through something can be really helpful. So I just wanted to add that for that one. Um, then, yeah, you know, having a plan definitely helps me. I am not too over, sorry. I used to be very over ambitious with my plans. Like, okay, I'm going to throw everything in the kitchen sink into this, which of course just created a lot of overwhelm and anxiety when I, when I came down to sit down and do it. So um, I've implemented something where I, cause my brain wants to give me a thousand things to do, of course. And I'm like, and I kind of just ask myself, okay, what is the priority? And again, asking my favorite question, why? Why is this the priority? Remind myself, this particular task is the number one thing I want to get done either this month, this week, today, and then reminding myself of the why. Um, and then having, of course, we will have sub priorities or other things we want to do, but really focusing your time on the one thing. Because what happens to me is when I comes down to work and sit down, if I just love it, leave it up to like me, then I'll just get overwhelmed. Like, oh, I should do this. No, no. Oh, I should do this. And then halfway through, I'll switch and, and do this. 
Whereas if, if I sit down on like a Sunday and I do this usually on Sundays and kind of plan out my week, like, okay, here's the things, the results I want to get done this week. Um, then it's a lot easier for me to sit down and say, okay, I've already established, this is what I need to do. So I don't need to go through all that mind drama of oh, which I do now, which I do now. It's, it's like following a recipe for baking a cake. You already know it's already there. So no need to, to worry about it. Um, when I'm planning my week, speaking of, it's very, very important for me. And I, I, I stand by this very passionately that I plan my me time first. So before I put any work stuff, I always put, okay, I look at, do I have any, any things that I want to put in the calendar that are for me? So seeing a friend, going for walks, my morning walks, for example, I make sure that that is the priority. And I put in the calendar kind of all the all the areas that I don't want to work. So Cal, you talked about weekends. So kind of blocking that off, like, nope, not putting anything in here. And then once I have my me time set, then I can, then I can start putting in sort of the calendar, the other things I want to do. That helps me because when my brain inevitably says, no, Michael, no, you deserve to, you deserve to go for a bike, right? You, you know what, just take this day and go to the beach or whatever. I can check in with myself. Sometimes it is legit and I do, I do really need that self-care day and it's, it's, it's nuanced how I do that. And it's a lot to go through right here on this podcast, but I know like when I'm honest with myself, I know if it's because I'm trying to escape the work or if it's because I actually need the self-care and I would be willing to bet that if you were really um, honest with yourself, you would know the difference as well. So what it does having that free time already planned out or not even planned out set aside then I can't really rely on that. I can't say, well, you know, I've been working so hard and I deserve this break. Cause it's like, no, I had a break yesterday and the day before, and I took that weekend off and this and that and the other thing. So yeah, free time first, um, making sure that all of my needs are met before I jump into any kind of work is really helpful. And then um, I talk about journaling a lot. So, you know, part, as you guys can tell from this, I, I, a lot of this motivation talk is is thought work with myself so checking in with myself to make sure that all my 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 fuel is cleaner than it is dirty i won't say it's 100 clean but it's mostly or, or working towards that and where it is coming from shame or really checking in like what's going on here you know how is this showing up i, I will also say that when i show up from a place of shame and have to do it the end result is never as good as it is, shall we say, if I'm coming from a place of love and self-compassion. Um, so there's some self-coaching, we'll call it. Sitting myself down, doing some journaling, figuring out why I'm in resistance to certain things. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the support element, getting support from you guys, you know, when it comes to this, when it comes to the Games Brotherhood, when it comes to the membership, uh, sometimes asking for help. You know, we've all done that for each other through through the last few years, which is a beautiful thing I love about our working relationship. Um, and then, you know, even, even my partner, even Star, I'll just sometimes go to him if I need a third opinion, second opinion, and say, here's what's happening. You know, here's all my mind drama. I need a hug or... I just need your permission to say it's okay to not do this. <laughs> and I'm very fortunate that he's very supportive and helpful. So yeah, support in any way you can find it. I think, um, you know, I know we we all have that lone wolf background or mentality or tendency. I think that's been a very big, helpful, yet sometimes difficult thing to implement, which is ask for help. 
yeah, so that's how I stay on top of things. And, you know, sometimes I don't always stay on top of things. Sometimes I end up way off into the weeds and I don't get it done. And that's okay. Picking yourself up with self-compassion is, is another aspect of it. If you don't get it done and I've missed so many deadlines, it's, it's not the end of the world. You try again. You learn, you learn, and then you try again. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you, Matt? Hmm. Yeah, I second everything that you guys said. Um, a couple of things I'll just brush over quickly because we, they've already been talked about a lot, but uh, lists, to-do lists is my jam. I've got like 110 notes in my in my iPhone. <laughs> Everything is built in, in, in lists and I just love it. I love it. Um, and then I pull things over into my calendar and I have everything structured. Every day is, is very structured, just like Helen. I don't use Asana, but I definitely um, have everything mapped out and need it to be like that. Um, uh, I would say, okay, so a couple of the things that I wrote down, um, recognition. I'm learning to receive recognition, whereas before it was just like nothing. Like how can you receive something if you're just shame-based and you're always hard on yourself and pressure, 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 right? And now I'm not putting as much pressure on myself. So when somebody's like, oh, you're doing such a good job or you know, whatever, I'm like, I actually slow down and I let myself receive that because I'm like, you know what? I am doing a good job. So the more compassion I have for myself, the more I'm able to receive. Um, and recognition for me is a motivator. It does make me feel good about my accomplishments. Um, so that is one of them. Um, making it fun and creative. Um, like I said, I'm in this really fierce energy right now of like anything that doesn't serve me. I'm just like chopping it out of my life because life is meant to be fun. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, I've taken life so seriously to this point in my life. And now I'm like, okay, the second half of my life, I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to like relish in flexibility. Whereas before the word flexibility was like a curse word. Right. And now it's like, I want to learn how to be more flowing and more um, fun and playful and, and um, with obviously understanding that like business is a little different, like, you know, like managing a business and stuff like there has to be structure, there has to be these sorts of things. So it's a, kind of like finding that nice balance um, in between um, is important. Um, and then I just wrote down work-life balance. I think like, I think all three of us do this, but we shut our, our stuff off on the weekends. Um, the only time I'm on social media on the weekends is on my personal accounts. Um, and I don't go on to my business accounts because I just need a break. And um, I just think it's really important to take time away, uh, whatever that looks like for, for people. But like, you know, at least a day or two a week where you can just fully unwind and not focus on um, on stuff. And then I usually come back stronger on monday well not always but uh this was a tough monday for me (laughs) um but yeah so i just think that you know the the word balance i think is pretty much comes up in a lot of what i'm talking about here and i'm really learning um how to have more balance in my life around this sort of stuff so yeah i love it i love it today's been great Mm -hmm. and i want to say with the turning of the off of the things. Um, I have been so strict in learning on my iPhone of like, I don't let prompts come up. Like I don't, I've turned them all off. I used to leave them on for like, what's up and messenger and, you know, emails and this and that. And like, I'm like the kind of compulsive person where if there's like a two little red dots that says like two or three, I have to go and I look at it. So I've turned it all off and there's like functions in your phone where you can just go and turn off all those notifications. 
And then just even just not seeing it, it's just like, it stops reminding me, it stops pushing those notifications to me to play with me, play with me, play with me so that I can focus, so that I can do the things. And you can also set time limits on things where it's just like, okay, I'm only allowed to play on Instagram for like 20 minutes a day or a half hour a day or whatever it is that you want to do. You can go and set that limit so that once you hit it, the phone tells you, hey, you've hit your limit. Of course, you can hit the button that says like, keep going. But that prompt is still there, right? Like I have my phone to turn off everything except for like my reading book apps and stuff, like 1030 at night, like everything, social media, all that stuff turns off at 1030. And I have to like physically go in and access them and say, yes, ignore for like the next 15 minutes or whatever. And that helps me remind me to be like, stop doing this. This is like, just stop, just chill out, go to bed, do the thing. So um, so I'm glad we all take our time on the weekends and take our time for ourselves because it's so, so important. Well, is there anything anybody wants to add on before we finish off today? I just wanted to say that it's funny that you guys are saying that because I, we're in a group chat for everyone who doesn't know this on listening or in a group chat on Facebook and I always feel like I'm the last one at the party because by the time I get to it there's all these messages and I feel like like oh my gosh like I'm not showing up so I'm really happy (laughs) that you guys are saying this and actually you both know and anyone knows that if you really want to get a hold of Michael do not message him on Instagram or Facebook because again similar to Cal and I have the notifications or I use the focus feature on my iPhone but if you really want to get a hold of me it's texting texting will get my attention a lot faster so Yeah. uh, yeah I just wanted to say that Thank you for acknowledging that uh, we can we can turn things off on the weekend because my brain will tell me, oh my gosh, I'm not I'm not I'm not present. I'm not doing enough. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get better at that though. Like personally, I know I need to get better at that. But yeah, I think I'm gonna move in starting like moving forward for this new year of like no emails, no nothing on the weekends. Turn all notifications off. If you want to get in contact with me and you really need to and you're a person who needs to, you have my phone number. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. If the world is exploding and you have my phone number, let me know. Otherwise, I'll find out <laughs> later. <laughs> also, well, I want to thank everybody for listening to today. Today's episode has been a motivational tips for everybody because, you know, moving in new year, new you kind of energy. Um, and we want to thank you for being a listener. If you've liked what you've heard today, please, whatever podcasting platform you're listening on, I know that uh, Spotify introduced star ratings. So if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please go give us a five-star rating, leave us a review. Um, we also read all the review. We read a review before every episode. So we also get those over on YouTube. So if you want to subscribe over on YouTube and you're watching this in video, please do give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe and hit that bell. So it can remind you every time we have new episodes that come out every Thursday. If you're not in the Gay Men's Brotherhood free Facebook group, you can go into the show notes and join that. Um, And then also our membership is open. If you want to kind of take your coaching a little bit more seriously and kind of like get yourself motivated, it's the best place to do that. So you can go to gaymengoingdeeper.com and you can join us there. And if you just want to support us and support the podcast and, you know, tell us that you love us, you can go over to the Patreon, which is also in the show notes. So that's it from us for today. I hope you have the best day ever. Peace, love, rainbows. Bye, everybody.